Hi, we're Amy and McKenna, both business owners, photographers, and a small part of this Spark community. Spark is a group of Christian women creatives that meets weekly to discuss our faith, our lives, and our businesses. Because let's be honest, we just can't do it alone. Our mission is to be a weekly place of rest for creatives, to find a safe space to connect with God and grow in their faith. We want to invite you to be a part of that when your coffee's running low and you're on the go. We'd love to meet you where you're at. Come join the conversation. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Spark the Podcast. We're so excited you're here. Right now, we are in the middle of a series about eternal hope, and we're talking through how to have hope in difficult situations. I'm joined today by our fellow host, McKenna Saylor. Hi. And our close friend, Steph of Tone Media. Welcome. Hey, guys. So excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Steph is a wife and a soon mama-to-be, and we can't wait to welcome your little girl. Tell us a little bit more. I mean, we met four years ago, maybe, and it was an anthropology, even though she doesn't remember that. Um, <laughs> but tell us a little bit more about you and about how, you know, you kind of came to find uh, fellowship here in um, New Jersey. Yeah. So me and my husband um, work together. We're wedding videographers. Um, and it's so funny how we started our business. Um, we actually started as a high, as a side hustle to pay off for student loan debt. And we read through Dave Ramsey and um, really tone media, like grew out of that. And it's now like our like passion and our full-time job. And we just like love getting to tell, um, other people's stories. Um, and I'm probably save that for a different podcast to go into that part, but <laughs> I love all of your like Dave Ramsey, um, and like inspiration and like just knowledge on that. It's so good. It is. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you about that too. <laughs> Um, but today we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about your faith journey. Tell us, how did you, uh, start coming to spark? I know it was with McKenna for the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I like had met cinnamon at a two days together, rising tide meeting, and she invited me to, um, film one of the ignite workshops. And that's how I met all of you and McKenna, um, kind of like gravitated towards <laughs> me right away and was like, Hey, do you want to come to spark? We meet every Wednesday. I had just went full time with Tomedia. So it was perfect. Like I was available like Wednesday afternoons to come. And um, I'm so happy that like I decided to make that jump because it really has been like a life changing experience and something I'm like, I feel so blessed to be a part of, you know, I always felt like I had a, you know, some type of like different close relationship with God, but I didn't really know where to like take that or what to do with that. And then really what has coming been coming to spark, like you all have like taught me um, how to develop that close relationship. And my faith has grown incredibly. Um, I think I like literally went and picked you up. I was like, well, it's okay. Like, I know you live in Morris Plains and I like, it's right in Morris Plains. I'll just come and get you on the way to Amy's house. (laughs) And you're like, uh, okay. (laughs) But it like worked out so wonderful. And I can't imagine spark and, um, and she handles all the video and stuff for that too. And we're so thankful. I don't know what we would do without your team, you and Justin. Oh, we love it. (laughs) And what, One of the things, you know, that has been really cool to see through um, you coming to Spark is this journey um, of you and your growing family. So Steph, can you tell us a little bit more about your pregnancy journey? Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, when I had first started going to Spark, um, I don't think we had been trying at the moment to get pregnant, you know, um, ever since we got married, you know, we were trying to get out of debt and we spent like two years doing that. Um, soon after that happened, I found out that I had to have jaw surgery, which was like a nine month recovery. And so it just kind of felt like all these roadblocks were put in our way to start our family. And I don't know why I just always had a sense that like, for some reason I would get, have a hard time getting pregnant. Not really sure like 
where that came from or why. It wasn't that anyone had told me that, but it was just a gut feeling. And unfortunately, that feeling was right because when we started trying, um, it took us almost two years to get pregnant. And, you know, it just, it became um, really exhausting just trying to like get pregnant and take the um, pregnancy tests and all of the um, ovulation tests and tracking it every month. And, you know, if anyone's ever been through that, they definitely like understand like it what takes that the romance is. out a little bit. Yeah, it definitely does. And um, so I, we started praying about like, what God's plan was for us. Like, do we go to an infertility clinic? Do we go through all the IVF and IUI? And I just kind of felt like, man, God, like you, like we went through this whole journey to get out of debt. And then I went through this whole journey for jaw surgery. Like, was he really going to take me through this like whole other thing that I was going to have to go through? It was just like, it felt so heavy. And I was just like, you know, we finally came to peace about it. We're like, you know, if that's his plan for us and all right, let's do it. Like, I'll put on like my fighting gear and I'll like go to the, you know, I'll do all the stuff I need to do, all the testing and, and all of that. And so we made an appointment and I'll never forget. Um, our appointment was a Monday and it was actually, actually the day after mother's day, like not even planned that way. Um, and the Friday before, um, we took a pregnancy test cause I was like over a week late in my period. Um, it wasn't something that we like were planning cause we already had made the appointment and, we found out that we were pregnant and it was like the craziest thing. I mean, the first people that we told was we had to call the the infertility clinic and let them know, like I couldn't make it to my appointment on Monday. That was like, you know? Um, and so it was like, wow, like what a beautiful like story that God had planned out for us. Like mother's day weekend, finding out I'm pregnant. And I just like, it was seriously like the best thing ever. And we got to like tell our parents and, you know, um, that weekend and let them know that they're going to be grandparents. And yeah, so it was like, it was such a special like moment. (laughs) And I remember when you came to spark and we were sitting out in the sunroom and you just had this glow about you and you, you get said, guys, it was during prayer requests. You have, you know, you said, I have a praise that I want to share. And you told us all that you were pregnant. And literally, I think, you know, the neighbors next door could have heard us (laughs) because we were so excited for you. We had been praying for this for so long. And, you know, just your joy at not having to go through this infertility treatment, you know, just it felt like such a blessing and such a gift from God. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, you started out pregnant and and what happened? Tell us a little bit more. I mean, I had a great first trimester, like, I wasn't really sick. Um, I felt pretty good besides being hungry all the time. You know, I was still shooting weddings and it was during like a busy season. And, you know, we went for like our seven, eight week appointment. Everything looked great. Um, and then it came time for our like 12 week appointment, which I was actually like 13 weeks already, you know, and I had nothing to like worry about. Like, you know, nothing was wrong with me. I didn't feel any different. Um, and we were so excited to like go and find out the gender and the heartbeat and hear the heartbeat for the first time and, and all of that. And probably that will be one of the days that like, I will never forget because we go into the, you know, our, for our appointment and you hear those dreaded words that you never want to hear a doctor say is, I'm sorry, there's no heartbeat. And I feel like, you know, it took me like a moment to like digest like what she was saying. And, um, you know, we just both broke down crying. We just like, couldn't believe it. We're like, we like, you know, this was God's plan. Like he, he, we didn't have to go for the infertility treatment. And like, you know, we were able to get pregnant on our own and like, why was this taken away from us? You know? And like, we just couldn't understand it. And so really like, 
you know, I think what happens in this kind of situation, because they were like, you know, you have to have a DNC, you're too far along. So it's like going through surgery. And I think really what happened was I went into like a survival mode for myself because I was like, oh my God, like I have to, I have to like have surgery and I have to like take care of my body of all this stuff that's going to happen to me that I didn't even like have time to really like grieve or process like what was happening because it was all just like, like next day, this next day, that, and it was just like so much going on. And in the meantime, like, you know, we still have weddings of shooting on the weekend. Like I'm trying to pl- plan this around like our couples because like, you know, I want to be there to serve them and I like, would never want to miss it for the world, their wedding. I remember that day. Cause I ran over, we had planned right after, you know, finding out the heartbeat and the sex baby that we were going to do a photo shoot Yeah, and you had purchased the right things and like really so pumped. And I, then I got that news and it's so heartbreaking and ran over there. I mean, literally when I mentioned earlier that she's my neighbor, I can walk right around to the corner and her house is there. And, and, um, I mean, it was such a cool thing to be able to be there, uh, in the sense of like when your sister like is hurting, you know, and to be a part of it with you, but it was, it was difficult. It was difficult for you. And I mean, how do you handle those difficult situations and how do you see like, how do you feel that God came alongside you? Uh, mm-hmm. really when you lost Dylan, right? Yeah. You yeah. Named him Dylan. Yeah. So we, um, we found out it was a little boy and we named him Dylan, which, um, basically we got from the meaning that it means right of hope. And so like, that was super like special for us because that baby was hope that we can get pregnant on our own. Um, so, um, that's what we named him. And, um, I think, you know, during this time, it's like, you go through such a hard time, like, who do you, like, where do you turn to? Like, and I think that like, God is the only, like, he is the only thing that can carry like someone through this during a difficult time. And so that's what I did. Um, One of the spark girls, um, Rosemary actually introduced me to um, a woman called Jane Johnson. um, And she um, struggled with infertility for 10 years. And so I kind of went back to all of my like infertility days, um, after this miscarriage and try to figure out like, where do I go next with all of this? Um, and she became pregnant after 10 years naturally and like ended up having three kids like back to back. And it was like, that was her plan. And so, um, I read her book, mercy, like morning, and it was definitely like a life changing book for me. And it was like, it came at like the perfect time um, for this. And one of the excerpts in the book in the beginning, it says, the Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him. It is good for, it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Um, Lamentations 3, 22 through 26. Mm. And I just thought that so it was so special. Like her book provided just so much hope and comfort. I mean, she talked through like the depth of um, Hannah's story in the Bible, Rebecca and Sarah, and how they were just all barren women in the Bible and just waited years and even decades for their miracle babies. And so um, I just really felt like, you know, God kind of like kept leading me back to like Abraham's story of like infertility and, and waiting and, um, you know, kind of during this time of just trying to like go through grieving and, and find hope. Um, I started like a morning routine where I woke up every morning between five thirty and six. Um, and I went out on my like sunroom porch and, um, I just spent time like reading through her Bible study and, finally just like started opening my Bible and not being like intimidated by it. And, 
um, you know, just praying to God about like, you know, what, what was next for us. Um, and it was just a really like special time because, you know, just giving him the first part of my day and just allowing him to like speak through my sleepiness. Cause that's really <laughs> what happens. You know, you wake up and you're like, and I, and I, it's funny because I had this like desire that like when my alarm went off, I like almost couldn't wait to like start reading and find out like what he was going to like tell me like that morning. Um, so I, I started like actually getting really excited to like wake up that early. <laughs> did you feel like you heard him speak to you then? I did. He, he definitely spoke to me. Um, it's funny. One of the, um, they talk about like the first rule of mention, um, like as a concept is like in the Bible is like the simplest and clearest presentation of it. And one of that, um, first mentions is rest. And it just, in Genesis 18, it just talks about, um, when it was like the middle of the day and Abraham was like taking a break, um, from like working and God appeared to him and, and he invited him to, invited him into the chaos of his day and just to sit down with him. And that was the moment that God told him that Sarah was going to have a son. And so I like took that concept of like me spending time with him in the morning and like inviting him throughout the rest of my day for him to like, just tell me like what was going to happen like for us next in our story. And so I think that was like so special. And I kind of, you know, love to tell that story, um, like for anyone to give them hope is that invite that invite God into the chaos of your day and invite him to interrupt the craziness and he will speak his promises to you. So we spoke earlier and you mentioned, um, you feel like you've been dig- digging a well <laughs> of sorts and what can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So digging your well, I'm, that was one of the concepts that, um, Jane Johnson talked a lot, lot about in her book. And, um, it's, it's really just talking about digging down deep, digging into God's word so that when life gets crazy and busy and marriage and, you know, is going and things about money and work and like the kids are around, um, you can draw out from your dugout daily well um, of all the things that God has like poured into your heart. Um, And you can drink from that um, when you're in the desert. And I think even more importantly, um, when other people are walking through the desert, you can share, um, the treasures with them that you've found and that God has placed on your heart. And so um, it's really been amazing um, just through that time period of um, spending time, quiet time of like all the verses. Um, I kept like a prayer journal of like all of the verses that God led me to. And it was like amazing to hear, um, you know, one of the first books I started in was Acts. And, you know, I paid close attention to the cross references in the Bible And I cannot tell you, like, he spoke to me through the cross references. Like, if I did not pay attention to that, um, those were, like, where those special moments are that he, like, really spoke to me. And sometimes it was a double cross reference. And it was just, like, amazing. And I think um, some of the things that um, stood out to me is that um, actually, like, the day that um, we, so we did end up getting pregnant again. Um, and the day that we got pregnant, which I would have known, like the day that we conceived, um, <laughs> that morning, um, he led me to Psalms 37, five, and it says, commit your way to the Lord, trust him and he will act. You just gave me chills. I was like, oh my gosh, she like, you know, is pregnant and you literally had 
that whole Bible verse that was like spoken to you, you know, very like God led. Yeah, one of the things um, I remember you telling me about during this time, Steph, was when um, you would get those little pieces of hope from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you want to share about it, but I remember you telling the story about a yellow butterfly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That is. Um, so the day that we, um, we held like a little memorial service um, for the baby that we lost um, and we let like blue balloons go up. We actually like what we live in Morristown. So we went like to the highest place in Morristown, which is um, the. Yeah. Not Jackie Hollow. It's yeah. Like Morristown Park. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like on top of a hill and we let blue balloons go. Um, and we came back to our house that day and um, we like sat out in our like little backyard area. And there was this yellow butterfly that was flying around us. And like so much so that you're like it was like literally doing like laps and circles around us. So that I was like, what does, what is the meaning of yellow butterfly? Like, you know what I mean? And it it does, it it like symbolizes like hope. And so that is like really like where we almost got the name like Dylan from as well to name like our baby Dylan. So yeah. 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 And so that summer, like I can tell you, like I probably saw a yellow butterfly every single day and I wish I like recorded like every single date and location but it would be like when I'm going to going on a walk or you know I was like out in Morristown like where there wouldn't be like any butterflies flying around because there was no flowers like it would fly around me and so it was just like it was really amazing and that provided me a lot of hope and I know that that was like God just just reminding me of that like wherever I was so that was super special. I think it's always important to have like the, that eternal hope, but also that to know that God didn't go anywhere. Yep. You know, he was there alongside you and walking with you through those painful moments. And I mean, we had uh, about lunch at Artist Baker and you're like, uh, you know, I just struggled with being single for so long. And it's the, the, the uncontrollable things, like how you find hope in the uncontrollable, you know, things things that you can't control more so and how you did and what a beautiful testament now with baby girl that we're going to be welcoming soon you know so when are you due yeah so my due date is um june 22nd and so yeah we're super excited um and feel super blessed that we're able to get pregnant um so soon again and um you know it definitely has hasn't been the easiest because you know i think when you go through something like miscarriage and infertility and getting pregnant Um, It's never an easy thing because you're always just like worried. And, you know, that's where, again, like God just spoke to me a lot and said, you know, I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars in the sky and sand in the seashore. Um, And he just like reminded me of that, like over and over again, like, I am going to bless you. Like you are going to have babies. Like, even though there was one in me, it's just like, it kind of felt like it was really hard, you know? And so, um, I don't know if that really ever goes away, you know, just kind of like keep laying on God and having him like remind you of that, um, that, you know, this is his plan for you. So, well, great. Well, tell us where we can find you, Steph, um, your Instagram and your website. Sure. So, um, you can find us on, um, our website is tonemediastudio.com and our Instagram is tonemedia. And, um, you know, we recently did just share about, like our um, miscarriage and um, infertility journey to the world. We made like a little video and, you know, we really just felt like God was speaking to us to share this. And I think it's just so important um, to pour out into others um, of just like what you've been through, because, you know, when you go through that brokenness, um, God is doing it for a reason and um, he wants you to share it with others and, and provide that hope and 
Um, you know, so far, I think, you know, there has been a couple of people that reached out to us saying like, thank you so much for sharing your story because I went through the same thing and it could be such a lonely experience for some people and, um, cause it's not talked about enough. And so, um, that has just been really encouraging just to keep sharing about it and talking about it and, um, you know, being there and, um, you know, pulling things out of my well to help others as well. So where can they find that video? Can they look on YouTube or? Yeah. So it's on our Instagram and YouTube as well. So, well, thank you so much, Steph, for just sharing your heart and just being here today. Um, If you are looking to find us on Instagram or our website, as you guys know, you can reach us at njspark.co or njsparkco on Instagram. Thank you again, Steph, for joining us. We want to leave you all with a prayer this week. It's found in 1 Peter 5, 10. It says, And the God of all grace, who called you into his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. We pray this over you this week. Thanks again for joining us. See you next week.